This is uh, Live Life Podcast. This is episode number seven. We've got some great things I'm going to talk to you about today, and I've got a great topic of inspiration to drive into our little brain. I've also got a great guest today. She's uh, not new to my world and not new to being a show host or a co-host or a guest or a special person or a blonde person or anything like that. She's uh, an awesome person. And um, as I always start this show is, I always tell everybody, and this has been a motto of mine for a long, long time. And guess what, folks? I'm not perfect. And you know what? Neither are you. But if you think about the positive things in life, think about the inspiration in your life. You can always live life and don't let life live you. It's not an option to end your life. It's an option to stay alive. So with that, let's get started with the show. Hi, I'm your host, Mark Warner, and this is Live Life Podcast, and this is episode number seven. And my key word today, I kind of mentioned it before the intro, inspiration, inspire. What sets you, what motivates you? How does inspire work? Well, in order to be a person that would be a follower or a leader or a guidance or a mentor, you would one would have to inspire somebody. I think you can do it in any day, in any moment, in any given time. For example, an inspiration would be is do something good for somebody. Um, that's telling somebody how good they look, telling somebody how good it feels that you're there in your life or just that you love to see them smile or that you love to that they just bring some powerful um persona information they bring everything uh, motivation they bring guidance they bring everything to you so you would love everything about that person but that in person inspires you to do something else it doesn't always mean that it inspires you to go and share the good you get the good in the feel and and so on and so on for example like if you go to starbucks and somebody in front of you pays for your coffee and then you pay for the coffee for the person behind you and so on and so on and so on. That is inspiration. That is a form of inspiration. But the inspiration I'm talking about today is I challenge you to be good to somebody, inspire somebody, go to somebody and tell them how good they are, how good they look, how good they feel, what makes you feel a little bit more powerful in your life because that person inspires you. Inspires, inspire, inspiration comes from all different paths. It can be from your children. It can be from the adults next to you. It can be because of a company did something good. It could be because uh, you saw somebody wave at you. It could be because there's huge patriotic or symbolism in America that that uh, we're, we've got a huge change. Anything and everything can inspire you. Colorful, artful can inspire you. Doing something that you've never done before because you saw something on TV or you saw something through a movie or somebody shared a resource to you, that can inspire you too. Inspiration works to motivation because if you're not being inspired think about it so that being said i bring that keyword up today inspiration because the next person that i have on this show there's a lot of words i could talk about this person she's amazing she's terrific she's loving she's caring she's respectful she's a philanthropist she's a, a business person a strategist an analytical person um she's she's everything that i know about the word inspiration anything and anything can happen in your life and everything in your life can change in a moment what happens the moment later is what everybody else is going to see in their future and this girl this lady did that she started to inspire herself and she started to inspire people around her 
So without further ado, let's bring in Amanda Hall. Hey. Hey, Hi. how are you? Good. How are you? Oh, man, I am awesome. So you're in Texas, right? You're I still am. there I'm in the here. Lone Star State. Yes, I was I was fluffing my hair before you called me <laughs> off. Oh, is it looking good? I mean, I'm not you know, close enough to God today. I mean, you know, I'm very <laughs> the little hair that I have here, you know. Right. Looks fabulous. Looks fabulous. I, I have blonde, or maybe it's just a little lighter white. A little, little, little lighter. It's very in right now, though. Is it? This whole frosted look is really working for you. So it uh, <laughs> she says no. She says it's working for you. No. No, I said so. <laughs> no, dot dot dot. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Yes, I am here in Frisco, Texas. We miss you. I know. This is you, Mark. You know, it's it's interesting. I was talking to a friend the other day, and they were like, you know, Frisco misses you. Frisco wants you back. And I and and uh, you you're born and raised here. And I said, nope, stop. Was not born and raised in Frisco, Texas. <laughs> I got there as fast as bit. I could. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I was born and raised in Irving, Texas, which is just a suburb not too far away from there. Right. And uh, I lived in Frisco for nearly, well, 22 years, 23 years. Yeah. So, yeah. And I moved to Michigan. So what's your temperature like there? Um, I think it's cold, but. Uh, <laughs> and the temperature would be what? As, what are you considering cold? It's like 50 degrees today. Oh, <laughs> if it was 50 degrees, we'd be in a heat wave here. Hey, I, um, it hit. 70 on Saturday. And so I left the house. <laughs> I hibernate this time of year. I, <laughs> you know this, I just stay home and, and warm. So, you know, that old fair weather friend. Right. right. Yeah. That was created to describe me because I'm so out, out November to February, March. I'm like, I'm, oh, I'm at home. You know, in, in Texas, I would not hibernate like that. I, I would only hibernate when it's really in the 30s and 40s or if it's raining or snowing or something like that, right? Yeah. Well, I got no choice here. It is six months of hellious snow. It can be uh, known to be 300 inches in the season. You know, yeah. we've hit probably 30-ish you know, right now in the season, and we're going to get pelted uh, this coming Thursday, I think, for seven days of total strong snow. So I, I'm expecting another 10 or 15 inches of snow, maybe more, maybe less. I don't know. I don't even know how you deal with that. It's um, beautiful, though. The pictures you post are stunning, and they make me want to. Uh, like, it's interesting. And be there inside. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that it's like anything in life, right? I uh, I kind of just closed myself up for the first of winter. I probably bitched and moaned to my wife every day. Oh my god, I cannot wait. Is it summer yet? Is it summer yet? Can I? Oh my god, because it's spring yet? Because I'm I'm claustrophobic. I'm ready to go outside. I want to do something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I found out one of the most important things about living up north. It's not about the cold. It's how bad or good your gear is. Okay. That's what it boils down to. Oh, I can God. go outside. You're going to be one of those people that's like, well, just put on more clothes. It'll be fine. No, no. It's actually just <laughs> wearing the right clothes. Okay. Okay. I will, so yep. uh, here's a perfect example. Perfect example. It's not a story I was going to go into, but I'll just tell you it to you anyways. It is probably I want to say 18 to 21 degrees last night. It could be a few degrees cooler than that. Okay. Ooh. We haven't had any rain or snow in a eh, week and a half. Okay. Right. And it was a little sunny yesterday. Well, I have a little shed that's here on the property and I was going to gut it this last summer, 
but things just didn't happen. I had to do other things into the house. And so the shed just got put off until a project this next summer, which yeah. is 2021. Well, it, because I tore a lot of insulation on there because I had to replace some electrical really fast before it burned down. And, and again, it's an old decrepit building. That's just somebody didn't take care of. And I'm trying to keep my stuff in there that I have on property, at least some stuff. Well, it's leaking inside because of ice dams that have eight to 10 inches of ice and snow on top of the roof. Right. So I put a heater in there because I didn't want some of my tools and other things to start rusting out. Well, that just builds up all this condensation. Yeah. Right? So doesn't that melt snow? Yes. Yes. So what am I doing last night at 21 degrees, 18, 19 degrees, whatever it is. Right. I've had a short sleeve shirt on and all I have is a toboggan and my gloves on. Now I did put snow pants on because I am, and I, I have snowshoes because I, in order to get to the shed, to get where I need to work, I'm going to be in knee deep of probably two feet of snow, maybe even closer it, to three feet. Trudge uphill both yep. ways. I, I have my rubber hammer and I had a light out there and I got all the ass, ice dams off. It's only nine feet high, so it wasn't just barely at a ladder, but I still had to go through three feet and do it. Well, it took me a couple of, uh, about, I don't know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, a couple of minutes to do it. Okay. Um, but I was sweating by the time I swung the first hammer and got to the second one, I was sweating. So, and I'm just in a short sleeve shirt. So it's a drier, wetter area up here than it is, uh, than it is wetter in, in Frisco. So if you're 40 degrees, it's, it's like our 55. Okay. So temperature is a lot different. You can be outside at 50 degrees in shorts and in, in a shirt, not flip flops, but a yeah. short sleeve shirt and, and possibly shorts. I mean, it's 18 degrees out there and these, I see people wear just a light vest jacket and a short sleeve shirt out there and get out of their trucks, go straight in the stores. It's normal to them. You know, they don't have an issue with it, but, um, but that's just the difference between where I'm at and the climate. But yeah. um, anyways, short story. But, so <laughs> hey, how are you? Uh, I went snow skiing as a child and I remember oh, so you how, how crazy it was being at the top of the mountain in the sun and being hot with all the snow around versus at the bottom of the mountain right? where it was freezing. And that's just, it's just crazy to me. Interesting. I've never been snow skiing. <gasps> you haven't? No, been sledding, water skiing, um, never jumped out of plane. You know, there's, I don't have things on my bucket list, but skiing's not a bucket list, but. Okay, so know. here's the thing. Here's the secret to your bucket list, because I figured it out. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, uh -oh, yeah. folks. Hold on right here. Here's your negative wisdom. I only add things to my bucket list as I do them. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, as I get older, my bucket list gets you know, uh, there's more on it that I feel like I can check off. You're always in the positive, you know, you never have this long list of things looming over you that might be terrifying. So I want to jump out of plane. It's not really a bucket list. It's only a bucket list if I've done it. I mean, that, I've completed that's, my bucket that's, list. that's how my bucket list works. <laughs> it probably defeats the purpose, but I did, I, the, um, I did the indoor skydiving with Camp Craig Allen. Yeah. And because I tend to be the guinea pig, I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, I'm, I'm not able to walk, but I still have quite a bit of strength. So I tend to get put in these situations where I'm trying things to see. Yeah. Try to get outside the box. Who with different mobility issues would be able to actually do these things. So I somehow got, I've never wanted to jump out of a plane. I think that's stupid. I don't know why anybody does it. <laughs> um, but I somehow got talked into doing the indoor skydiving, which was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It's a good. That's awesome. I think that's awesome. That. I've not done that yet. 
I thought about it. I've seen the videos. Mm, it's no. I and never actually had any indica indication to ever want to jump out of a plane, but yeah. my wife's niece was 16 at the time, I think it was, and she was going to go get her license to fly, and she had the opportunity. And it was a whole discussion, and she went on some uh, events and tours. I, I think she went on some flying exercises to see if that's what she wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and it didn't work out. But that was the only that, that got the bug in my head about, oh, you know what? And she starts to fly and everything. She can fly me around. But, you know, maybe I'll jump out of a perfectly great plane, you know. <laughs> I hear it's great. I mean, people, I'm just not a thrill seeker. I'm really not. I'm not either. I'm Definitely not like a bungee jumping or something like that. No, no, no. I, my life's a lot more important. And then people ask me, well, if it's important, then why would you jump out of a plane? Well, I think I have a little control over, I feel, I'd have a little bit more control over a parachute than I would a, a bungee that I might hit the rock on the bottom because it went too far. I weigh too much. I push too hard. <laughs> you know, I don't I've, never, know. I've never been good at like physics or math. Right. That does not inspire me. It shouldn't inspire you either. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So no. Amanda, let's yes. talk about you for a minute. Oh boy. Okay. I know. So <laughs> we could, we could probably talk for hours by the way, because I know there's a lot of great things about you. Oh, thank you. I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. Do it. Okay. If I was to ask you, what is something someone doesn't know about you that keeps you motivated every day? That they don't. Oh, that's so hard. I that's know. Hard. Because you know me, I am an open book. I wear just everything on my sleeve. I mean, way too many people know about my vagina or, you know, <laughs> I mean, like I, 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 I share, I'm an oversharer, unfortunately. Maybe. Not an overachiever, but an oversharer. I'm an oversharer because I just, <laughs> you know, there's no skeletons in my closet. But, um, okay, so one thing when this, so I didn't realize inspiration necessarily was the topic until I heard you and I was like, this is perfect. I <laughs> Remember, inspiration. But uh, one of the things that popped in my head whenever you were doing the intro is um, as someone, so I have muscular dystrophy, you know this, but a little mm -hmm. short story, uh, my life in summation. Um, <laughs> I was diagnosed at the age of three with, uh, so muscular dystrophy is a blanket uh, umbrella category. There's a bunch of stuff under, there's a bunch of diseases that fall under muscular dystrophy. So. Right. Les Lou Gehrig's disease, spinal muscular atrophy, Duchenne, muscular dystrophy, some of the ones that are more prevalent, like if you ever watched the the MDA telethon growing up with Jerry Lewis. Yep. Um, so you've seen some of them uh, happen more often. They're more common. So you see them. Uh, my particular one is congenital myopathy, which I was diagnosed with at 20 because I was misdiagnosed when I was three. Wow. And uh, I like to tell that story because I just feel like the misdiagnosis, like so much of who I am and how I came to be who I am is caught up in the fact that for my whole life, doctors pretty much told me these things were going to happen and they never did. So I was constantly beating the odds, even though I had the wrong diagnosis. Right. Uh, growing up, which really helps me to know my body better, 
Um, I still maintain, like, I know my body better than any medical doctor ever could. And uh, it helped me to be a fierce advocate for myself and my body without other people telling me what's going to happen or what to expect. So my life expectancy was shorter. Theoretically, when I was little, uh, my parents were told I wouldn't make it out of my teens or early 20s. Um, And I just, I, I kept, I just never followed in their rule book of what was supposed to happen. Amen to you. So yeah, it was, it was a blessing for sure. And a lot of positive things came out of that. Uh, So leading up to, you know, you're circling back around to your question and an inspiration right now. I am a, well, I have been an advocate in the world of disabilities and disorders pretty much my whole life. I was on the MDA telethon year after year. I was that cute kid, that poster child that, you know, gave you gave money to I was that kid um and then I grew up and they like told me I wasn't a cute kid anymore so I couldn't do it but I found other avenues to be an advocate and be in pursuit of helping other people uh through different organizations along the way and right now in the disability world there is a huge I would say movement I don't even I don't want to call it a movement but where people are placing a label on inspiration, being inspired by somebody with a disability, and it's negative. They call it inspiration porn, which is a terrible word. I hate that word. Yeah, no kidding. Basically, it's people with disabilities saying, well, I'm, you know, I'm just like you. I do things differently, um, but I don't want to be your inspiration for a living. I don't want you to look at me and pity me and use me as an inspiration for your life. And that bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> so I I am probably in the minority in saying this, but you know, if somebody walks up to me at any given time and says, I am so impressed with the fact that you got out of bed today, my response instead of being offended is usually, I am so impressed I got out of bed today. Thank you. Thank you for the kudos. <laughs> Because everybody on this planet, disability or not, we all have insane struggles on a daily basis, invisible struggles that people don't even deal with. Right. I mean, I mean, they don't even understand. They don't know about it. They may not want to acknowledge it, but whether it's mental, spiritual, emotional, physical, we all have shit in our closet, right? Yes. We mine's not really on, you know, in my closet. It's like hung out in the hallway not behind you two feet or three feet we all have we all have stuff and i think i think taking inspiration from other people around you when they are put in situations that you're not in and figuring out being able to look at them and say i wish i had as much grace as them look at their strength look at how they honor their life look at how they honor their body look at all the things that they are going through that I haven't been through yet, or I'm not going to go through and how well they're handling things or even on the accident, they're not. And then you can show compassion. You know, that's where empathy comes in. So, you know, on an advocate side, when it talks about, you know, inspiration and the inspiration porn thing, and it's just, it's just a big, it's a big hairy deal right now in, in this community. And, and I get it in the sense of, 
what do we want? Everybody wants to be included. You want inclusion. Correct. People have been fighting for equality and inclusion since the dawn of time. So I get it. I get that. But I also think why, you know, what is the point of being put on this planet if you're not working as a collective, if humans yeah, are that. together for the greater good? And part of that is being able to show compassion and grace and to give of yourself to share in people's struggles and triumphs in a way that makes you a better person. So, you know, I did I that, even answer that? I feel like that was no, no, you did. That's inspiration. <laughs> that's inspiration. That so, people's stories inspire me daily. It's my absolute right. favorite thing about being a human. Um, if I could sit down with a good cup of coffee and another person and just hear about their life, I'm I'm happy. I'm 110% there. That's awesome. I've known a lot of disability people in my life and I'll, I'll tell you a, a small story, but it's just a person that I didn't know. I knew me personally, I knew the person had one amputated leg mm -hmm. and I knew how the person walked and I knew what the situation was. Right. But I had another friend of mine, another colleague that did not know for probably a year or two, like just never knew. Right. Yeah. And one day realized how I treated this person. And then put their hand on my shoulder and said to me, oh my God, I can't believe you're showing so much disrespect for a disabled person. And I looked at him, I was like, what? Wait, who are you talking about? Yeah, he's disabled, he's got an amputated leg. And I go, yeah, and? And he goes, yeah, but he struggles. He, he, I see him limping, I see him moving around, it's so sad. And I go, no, see, that's where you're wrong. You don't need to point things out. You don't need, they, they know they struggle. Right. But you got to treat them like normal. You got to treat them as a human being because that's what they are first. They're a male or female and human being first before the disabled. People take it for granted that they can move around and do everything they want every single day. Yeah. And there are people that do have disabilities. I have one, for instance, but I don't it's I don't use it to my advantage. I don't use it to any negative. I don't use it to positive. I barely share the story with people. Some people that know me know that I have some disability. But it doesn't affect me on an everyday basis. I learned to get around with it. If you have a limb or a body part or something you can't move, you learn to live with it. Yeah. So my question to you is mm -hmm. going through your life and you've had the struggles and you've had the, the, the determination to keep going and not listen to everybody else and not listening to the ghosts and the skeletons in the closet, right? But to be an inspiration to yourself. And if somebody followed you and were inspired, great, but I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me and I'm going to move forward. Right. Yep. At what point in your life did you finally set? I, I hate, I don't know if I can put it this way, but you settled in. Was there a point in your life, you had an age and time where you just finally went, this is me. So I feel like, sorry, my alarm, my daughter's doing school from home. Yeah, we're already on the show, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I feel like, I mean, life is just a series of ebbs and flows. And I feel like you get to some seasons and chapters where you feel like you've settled in. I am comfortable in my skin. This is who I am. And then things happen. Big things happen that maybe mm -hmm. change, um, how maybe others see you or define you. And I think it just, I think ultimately taking the opportunity 
and not even opportunity, but just being able to see these things, these big things that happen in your life as opportunities to grow and that change is not a bad thing. I always want to be better and be growing. So I, that's interesting because I don't know that I can pinpoint like an actual, okay, an actual time frame. Um, I've always been overly um, confident, I think. <laughs> I never could figure out where this came from. <laughs> do, you do you guys remember the conversation? She just said the V word not too long ago. I'm a man. It's kind of hard for me to say the V word. She exactly. said it. She was, yes, she said it straight out, right? The JJ. The JJ. Well, yeah, we yeah. could say the JJ. Yeah. That, that thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's very bold, um, but uh, but she 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 likes to be her and she's not doing it for anybody else. And, uh, yes, you, yeah, you get up and probably inspire yourself every day because you can, cause you not just cause you know, you can get out of bed every morning, but because this it's, it's another great day. I mean, but I'm either I look, inspiring myself or I'm giving myself grace. And I think right. that those are the two things that most people like, man, I didn't do shit today. That's okay. I'll is, do it. Tomorrow. Is it, is that bad? Is it bad not to get shit done today? I don't, I mean, other people seem to think so. The, I, okay. Maybe. I we don't, don't know how long you have to live, right? We don't know the expiration date, right? We know the, we know the, the starting date, right? We got that, right? We lived through that. We're, we're at whatever age we're at, right? But yeah. however many days I have could be tomorrow. It could be 25, could be 50 years from now. Right. Whenever my expiration date is, why live it in despair? Why live it in negativity? Why worry about, I got to get everything done today what you have to think and and i said this before but there's something that brings it kind of to the table of this discussion right mm -hmm. simon Sinek always talked about our why mm -hmm. and I, I i've been going back to that question to myself for probably the last five to ten years and i, I people talk about why and they talk about go find your purpose you know go go find what inspires you go go find what motivates you go find uh what your next thing is right but people are searching and looking and grasping and, and trying to touch and feel everything. Yeah. And I think you should take a step back. It's a lot of pressure, man. It's a lot of pressure. If you it's take a, a step back for a second and, and it hit me one day, this is when, this is when my defining moment in my life, I've had a lot of things that happened to me. So I know you couldn't pick one, but for me, it wasn't a particular age or, or anything like that. It was, I heard, the Simon Sinek and I'd heard it before and I, and I'd watched it probably two or three times, but it wasn't until this time that I listened to it and actually listened to trying to find your why. Mm -hmm. And I realized that there's a flaw in that because you can't find your why if you don't know who you are. And it made me think you got to know who you are before your why. Yeah. Because if you don't know who this person is, this being and yeah. what, what I want to do, where I would like to go, where I'd like to be, then I, I don't know what my why is. I'm, right. I'm trying to grasp at the straws to try to figure out something that's not there yeah. because I haven't figured it out here, right. inside, right here in my heart, right? This is why it irritates the heck out of me that we expect high school students who are still babies in so many ways. They're not grownups. They're right there, but they're not quite grownups. We expect them to know exactly what they want to do and who they want to be coming out of one of the most difficult physical, mental, emotional transition periods of any of our lives with all the hormones and all the changes, we 
go to college. We expect them to pick a, pick a major. Don't change your major too many times. You need to know what you want to do. You need to graduate. You need to get a job that follows yep. in your major. Correct. And I had no clue. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And my dad says the same thing. <laughs> I'm 55. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up either. And, and I, you know, and you ask me, at, you know, every five years, if you ask me, you know, what, what would my dream job would be? It would probably change. Okay. So four years and 364 days. Got it. I'll ask you what you I am such a, um, I'm very curious about the world and I love to learn. And Are I you like Mike Rowe. Huh? Are you like Mike Rowe? You know who Mike Rowe is, right? Yes. The dirty jobs guy, the guy likes to go out there and do all yes. the jobs. Are yeah. you like Mike Rowe? Are you, are you in the female body, Mike Rowe? I would love that. Right? I, yeah, I would What's love What's wrong with that? And it's funny because I'll throw my whole self into learning about something. And, you know, coming toward the end, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. But that's awesome. I'm so glad I know that about that, <laughs> you know, that particular job. And I think that's great. And I can respect other people. And I want to do that, Amanda, like you. I don't want to do it long term because I like doing different things. I do get bored because like things bored. don't motivate me or inspire me um, or it just loses its ump, right? So at some point, I was like, squirrel, you know, I'm going to go do something else. Man, if I could do that, now, I don't want to do half the jobs he's done. No. <laughs> I mean, no. I want to pick. I want to pick them. And I want to, like, do you remember... Um, I don't know. In college, I worked for our career services and they had a job shadow program where we would set a college student up with somebody who had the job, like their dream job, what they wanted to do. So they right. could just follow them around for a day or a week. Yeah, so I do remember that. Okay. I, I would job shadow somebody else every single day for the rest of my life and love every minute of it. Now, that would be, now they still do that, that in police officers. To society. No, I don't know that it does because then I'm not really, you know, what am I doing? Um, but I, I just, I, I find, I find it fascinating and I find it fascinating how people get to where they are and the jobs that they're doing. And most, I mean, 98% of people don't, they never have a straight line to what they're doing. Yeah. They, true story. You talk about rabbit holes. I mean, that made me giggle because I'm like. I am a rabbit hole queen, and you know this about me. You are actually you're a, you're 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 a queen hoarder. <laughs> yeah, if I could yeah. ever you, you hoard the motivation and the inspiration, <laughs> I can bring it back around. That's a miracle. Um, but I will tell you, just when you were talking about that aha here in my skin moment, a, that disability related. Um, you know that I was honored to be Miss Wilter Texas 2011. Yep. It's right. been a decade now, which is a little crazy, but um, <laughs> right. that year and being a part of that organization completely changed my life and made me more comfortable with who I am and with my disability because I had the opportunity to be around so many incredible women who defied odds every single day and who were comfortable in their skin every single day. And my platform when I toured the state was to help other people, inspire them encourage them to become their own advocates. Right. Because I think I love that. I think um our our society, our government, and I'm not knocking it per se, we have a lot of flaws. It does not necessarily set us up for success. Correct. And if you're just following along and um, but like you're set up to do because these kids, a lot of kids with disabilities, you know, they're put on the programs. They're put they're put in the programs. They're already 
by the time they graduate high school, they're already caught up with the social security disability stuff, uh, the, you know, the state or nationwide insurance stuff, and it doesn't set you up for success. And so many people don't have the familial or friends support system that they need to be able to encourage them to find their own path. And so right. that was my big thing is, you know, know your resources, know what's available yep. to you because yep. you, and not even people with disabilities. I mean, I think that's the number one thing for anybody and everybody on this planet. You have to know how to advocate for yourself. You're the only one who's going to be passionate enough about doing it. <laughs> well, there's something that's to be said about human behavior. And, and and when you bring in school and politics and everything out there, and we could talk hours and hours about this. Cause I, part of me says that we're not teaching kids enough in school, right? Just okay. recently I thought, you know, we need to start putting like taxes in there, not just math, mathematical, but they need to know credit scores. They need to know what they need to do as they get older, as they maintain things. We're not taught that in school. We're taught math and things, but not the principles of what you need in education and in, in, in your life, right? Based on maybe your life skills and whatever. But the other side of this thing is, is uh, my always favorite words is always common sense. It's, it's hard for, for society to be common sense because they raise their hand and go, I'll do it. It's social good. Yeah. And it'll be a good, feel good, look good, will good. And we'll just do it. Right. I wish if I could change something in society, I wish that I could inspire people to stop making their raised hands of being a social good just do it okay yeah just get out there and do it yeah, case in point <laughs> i have uh and, uh and listen and if he's watching this uh he is my new boss for project relo our ceo love him like him but i had to put my i had to put my thumb down a little bit on him because he kept he kept thanking me for every single time and i kept going stop thinking me i don't need to be thanked or rewarded i i never asked for that yeah. i what I do, and we're talking about philanthropy, what you do, Amanda, what I do, we do this because we give this out of the passion out of our own heart because it inspires us to inspire other people. It yeah. motivates us to motivate other people. It gives us a better sense of life because we're giving them a better sense of life, yeah. right? We're sharing what is our feel good to have you feel good because hey. that's, to me, I can't breathe if I'm not. So I don't need to be thanked because I helped somebody. I don't need to be thanked because I achieved a good goal. I don't need to be thanked. Yes, 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 yes. I love to hear it. Don't get me wrong. But it's not going to the top of my head. Yeah. I, I, really I, I could care that. less about that part. As long as that I did the one important goal, and I think you feel the same, the same alignment, is that they changed. If it inspired them and they changed, and I did good. Yeah. And that gives you the feel goods. And I think that kind of touches on um, motivations, what motivates you, and then having a good, effective leader understand yeah. the motivations right. of the people that they are leading so that they know how to praise and they know how to love on right. you in a way that, uh, that, that can, helps you to continue to be passionate about what you're doing. For so sure. let's talk. loving other, I mean, you talk about love and we talked a little bit about this earlier, but my, so my name, Amanda, Ann is my middle name. Okay. That means worthy of love and Ann means beloved. And when I was a child, um, learning, you know, learning about Jesus and church and I grew up as a Christian, 
and talk about rabbit holes. I mean, you can jump down <laughs> rabbit holes there. However, stripping everything else away, the one takeaway was, what do I want to do with my life? I want to right. love others. I want to love others as Jesus loved them. I want to be the hands and feet. And that's not just a Christian thing. To me, that's a human thing. thing. And if I can show love to other people every single day of my life, I led a good life. And I think people, the way people receive love is very different. And so I think um, being able to reach a multitude of people and have them feel that love, that's what inspires them and changes. Is that your legacy? To love. I just want to love. I'm a lover. So a person asked me. I don't, I don't know. And I couldn't even ask that. What do you want to leave a legacy? I know, right? Somebody asked me that not too long ago. And it's made, it made me think for a good year Yeah. that on my tombstone, what would I want my legacy to be, right? What's the impact? Because I'm, I'm not this big celebrity. I'm not this big person that can go out there and have this huge voice and just change thousands and thousands of lives. Yeah. But I am changing thousands, thousands of lives. I've changed them. I know I have. I know I've been inspiration to people. But that, I don't know if that if that can look at that and justify that as to be in my legend. What what am I being left and known be by? Right. I, yes, personal friends will love me and miss me and and all that. But but what impact did I make? And then I started to realize one day, the impact that I made was along the journey. Yes, it's along the journey. I think people get caught up in the whole legacy thing too, because right. two three generations from now, nobody's going to remember your name, and that's okay. Yes. The fact is that everybody you touch takes a piece of you and a piece of your passions and what inspires you with them on their journey. And it's a ripple effect. That's how we're all, that's how we're all living our lives to touch and love on other people. And you know, people talk about changing paths, been going down the wrong road, um, took a wrong turn. But I think that your journey is going to do that no matter what, even if you're just going on a straight path. You're, you, everybody's got a squirrel in their life, right? And squirrel right. meaning I go left or I go right, right? Yeah. Well, I had a friend not too long ago that said, you know, you're, you, um, and I forget exactly how she put it, but it was, I, uh, it, it was, um, I think I took it a little for granted and I took it a little hard as in I screwed up my legend because I failed somebody and I didn't fail anybody. People have their own lives and if they choose to take it, I, I wish they wouldn't, but I had a journey along that way. And at some point that person took their life and my journey and my path to help that person has now ended. It's not my fault, right? but my legacy, is that during that time of that journey, I helped and inspire this person. I know that for a fact, I will die knowing that. And but it, but it doesn't stop there. Correct. You keep on going. You touched and you inspired someone, not even you, but who that person touched and inspired. Correct. After being touched and inspired by you. You know what I'm saying? Like you pass it on that right. life may be gone physically, but every single person they came in contact with, was loved and touched and imprinted. That's inspiration. Yeah. And that's, that's inspiration that you can spread and share like germs. It's just, if you can inspire somebody, I know we we're in COVID pandemic still, but you know, forget your germs. Oh, right. oh I forgot to wear my mask on air. Should I wear my mask? 
No. Dude, I lit okay. <laughs> I have I have diminished lung capacity. I'm immunocompromised ish. And ish. I live 50-50 on the we need to be prepared and we need to take precautions. And the other half of me is like YOLO, right? So, so it goes to two words, common sense. All you gotta do is have common sense. That's it. You gotta, have, you gotta have compassion for other people. True story. So let me ask you something. I'm not, I'm not wearing a mask so that I don't infect other people or say, you know, so that I don't infect other people. I said that backwards, you know, right. not so that yeah. I don't get infected, right? but so that I don't affect other people. So you have to have an element of, I care about who I'm going to be around, even if I don't know them. <laughs> You know, there, there's a part in time where I think we're going to get past what this thing is all about at some point. Sure. For sure. And, um, and we're going to get back to some normalcy, whatever the new normalcy is. Right. Cause I, obviously we're not going to go anytime soon back to the old normalcy, but yeah. we'll figure it out, you know, two years, three years down the road. Maybe we forgot what masks we're all about and we don't have to wear them anymore. But let me ask you about philanthropy for a second. Cause I've got, we were getting towards the end of the show, but I had some things I wanted to ask you. So okay. philanthropy, okay. you know, um, there are, I think multiple, I think there's multiple personas of people that think what a philanthropist is. There are some that give money. There are some that give their heart. There's some that give both. There's some that inspire other people to go out and give. Um, and those are, those could be crowd funders. Those could be, uh, just, guys that go out and resource and crowdsource to get funds in for a nonprofit and they're a philanthropist as well. Yeah. They just may not physically be part of the helping mechanism. Mm -hmm. um, those skills could be called hedge funds or, or people that, that do that kind of financials. Right. Yeah. I believe you are a person that your first notation of it is I need to dive in with my hands. I need to get involved. Right. And because the moment your hands go forward to get involved in something, your heart's already there. You didn't, you didn't have to think about it. I, I don't think you were an over a thinker. I think you, uh, you blatantly look at the product and go, I want to be involved and I'm just going to go do it. And I don't care what's over here on this shoulder telling me, no, don't nay, nay, yay, nay. Nope. Nope. This one over here is saying, go in, go just do it. Right. And if it doesn't work, I'll figure it all out. And yeah. I bring that up because I know that's the kind of person you are. And I know you got years, you know, down the road, you got involved in Camp Craig Allen and it's also helping children of disabled and helping veterans as well. Mm -hmm. But what keeps you motivated, inspired to keep doing that? Because I know that you go through a lot of emotions. You have to have blinders up. You have to have a wall put on your heart because you, you have to help the person, but you can't be detrimental with the person that's detrimental at the same time. So you have sure. to be that light. So how, how does that, how does that keep helping you move forward to keep being a philanthropist and help? That was a big on my part because right? as a child and even a young adult, I have always been an observer, sit back, watch, feel the room, very empathetic, a um, lot of emotions, right? So that is something that I have had to learn along the way. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a defense mechanism whatever. And I'm not hard hearted. So I don't want to say I just put up a big shield, but being able to see things for what they are in, even if it's difficult and know that it's worth it to be involved regardless okay. of the difficulty. Um, I, uh, have been for the last 15 years in the nonprofit realm with multiple different nonprofits. 
Yes, you uh, have. My, I have a certification in uh, organizational management, nonprofit um, leadership, and I, and I absolutely love it. I kind of feel like that's where my wheelhouse is. And uh, part of it is I feel like nonprofits are the heartbeat of any community. The ones who are doing for the community on a very base, basic, a base level, right? So they're the feet on the ground. They're the hands in the mix. On the ground, yep. Boots on the ground. Here we are. We're going to do it um, and just jump in. And I don't believe any experience, number one, is negative. And, and this may be my idealist coming out in me, but everything is a learning opportunity. You either succeeded or you learned, which is still a success. So I tend not to fo focus on negatives <laughs> terribly much. Right. Um, which has got me in trouble at times, you know, but being involved not only with uh, other nonprofits, but specifically ones that deal with disabilities, I have lost many, many friends along the way, as I know you have too with your involvement. That's hard. It is. That's hard, but you know what? It has changed the way that I view reason why we're here like on a just spiritual fundamental why what is my purpose why am i even on this planet type thing you know it really makes you think about things and it's also changed the way i think about death um i do have some dark humor at times <laughs> no <laughs> no not um, amanda man read the room amanda cuz i don't you know not everything that comes out of my mouth should at certain times but yeah, I know that we have a friend, uh, her name is Dawn, and she's probably watching or be watching in the future. And she hated when we had these little innuendo, <laughs> politely, very strong conversations. You're so funny. Of the show. I know, like I'm a banter. I like going back and forth. Um, uh, yeah. And then you're like, oh, stop. Y'all are too much. We get, yeah, we get each other. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Dawn would say the same thing about death. Having been personally touched by it. Number one, that's kind of where my YOLO <laughs> comes yeah. in. Uh, you know, I could die tomorrow and it may have nothing to do with my disability. I drive. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Daily. Right. You know, I eat cheeseburgers. That's going to come back to haunt me at some point. I'm pretty sure. You know, I mean, we all, we never, we don't know when, when our expiration date is. And so, and also number two, and Mark, I just, I just kind of came up with this in the last couple of years and realized what I'm doing and I don't, it's not biblical. So I'm not sure where I probably just pulled it out of the air, but I got to thinking all these struggles and all these hardships. What if my soul was in heaven before I was born and God came up to me and said, look, here's what I'm thinking. Here's the path I have laid out for you, but here's why here's the reasoning. Here's the people you're going to touch. Here's my purpose for your life. And here's what it, this is how you being on earth affects the greater good. And that I had a say in it and that he said, are you still game? Would you be willing to go through all this hardship? Would you be willing? Absolutely. So it takes, you know, it takes our, um, God gave us the right to choose. He gave us free will. And so I like to think that I said, I saw all of it, the good, the bad and the ugly. And even and my spirit said, yes, because it is for the greater good, because I will help others, because you will work through me to glorify you and to do what you need to do 
to make this planet and humans and other souls. That's amazing. So I, and like I said, not biblical, don't know where I came up with that. But it's a good thought. It was just a way of me saying, number one, I'm taking ownership. And I like to think that I had a choice in the things that I didn't have a choice in. Does that make sense? Yeah. I didn't want to be born with a disability. I don't know what it's like to run. I've always wanted to. Both my parents are coaches. So nothing sucks worse than being a child (laughs) with a physical disability but also growing up around able body, you know, very strong yeah. athletes, you know, right. I mean, that really, that that's interesting in itself. So as a grown up, thinking everything I do has purpose, whether I know what it is or not. And it's not always any of my business to know. And let's say, I want you to know. Yeah. Unless they want you to know, but uh, you then know, I'm I, inspired. I'm in, I, then I want to know I'm intrigued. And how many people have you ever thought about, how many people are affected by you that you've never met? No. And see, that's the, that's the thing. Just recently I had the discussion on simple, simple discussion that I had with somebody was uh, who, how do you motivate people? Right. And here's what, here's, here's my thought to this and my quick thought. It's not my long story thought. I have more friends now colleagues now that I'm closer with now because I moved out of state than I was in state. Yeah. And I realized I, in, in two or three of those friends, believe it or not, I, I, I knew we were friends. Don't get me wrong. And, I, and we were colleagues. We talked all the time. Yeah. Nowhere near the conversation that I am with them now that I ever that, thought that was possible. In fact, I keep telling Kim every once in a while that this person calls me and I finally said to him one day, why me? And he said, because uh, trust, honor, respect, um, loyalty, all these words. I said, that's fine. I, I, that's fine. But what what ticks? What's inside here that made you still want to call me? Because when I was there, we, we didn't see each other. We didn't call. But now, out of the blue, I get a phone call. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa he's calling me. <laughs> I love that. Uh, hold on a second. 23 years. You didn't call me, you know, I mean, I've only known him for the last eight or nine years, but maybe five times. And then I've talked to him 20 times more than that since then, since I left it a year ago. Right. Yeah. So I believe that there is a path that we have in this journey. And I believe that you can inspire anybody and everything in, in any conversation, in any topic. The, the thing is, is that you've got to treat it with respect yeah. and you've got to give it some integrity and you, you, you can't overthink it and it's not about you. Right. It's not about you. Yeah. It is about them. And that's what the inspiration needs to be turned around. Absolutely. If you are inspiring somebody, guess what? You will get inspired. Hey, and, and so we, and we talked about a lot about love, you know, mm-hmm. the way you love on others with respect, with integrity with honesty, but on the flip side, you can't love others without being able to love yourself. You have to be able to fill your bucket in order to pour into other people. And that's hard. And I think that self-care is so, so important. And whatever it means to you, you need to be able to take care of yourself. I I think everybody needs to be in counseling. (laughs) I mean, I, you know, I went through that, the divorce a couple of years ago, coming up on three years. 
hardest thing I've ever gone through. And when I was in the midst of counseling, I kept thinking, why have I never done this before? Just having a sounding board. Yeah. Just yeah. sit there and just word vomit and just get everything we out. We do have that, by the way. The word vomiting? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You word vomit every day. I, <laughs> every conversation. Somebody probably looks at you and goes, did she just say that? Quota, man. Got a word. Oh, poor Amanda. <laughs> Poor Amanda. <laughs> so um, we're gonna, we're gonna shift here for a second because we're got a few minutes left of the show. But okay. I'm gonna ask you one word, and I just want one word answers. Okay. So okay. I'll say the word. Okay. And uh, and you you say one of the words, or you can say the first thing that comes to your mind. Don't need a sentence. Don't need a paragraph. I know this is gonna be hard for you. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna start it simple. Okay. okay? And then I might you know I might twist it up a little bit. Okay. All right. Do it. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Red or blue? Blue. Coffee or Coke? Coffee. Coffee or ice cream? Coffee. <laughs> coffee or tea? <laughs> coffee. Coffee or coffee, Coke, and vanilla? Coffee. <sighs> Man, you just coffee. That's it. Very easy. Yeah, or like <laughs> chicken or pizza. Pizza. Red or orange? Orange. Orange or green? Green. Green or purple? Green. See, you notice the colors around the screen right here, right? So I'm inspiring you with green. <laughs> green is my favorite color. Sunny or cloudy? Oh, sunny. Rain or snow? Rain. White car or black car? White. Really? Mm -hmm. oh, you don't want to pop with little red wheels or something. Yeah, I don't. I just don't want to bake. Okay, got in it. Your time in Texas. <laughs> so let's talk about things that are important in our life. Okay. Respect or honor? Let's go hand in hand. I know. You can only pick one. Respect. Okay, got it. <laughs> got it. So happy or extremely ecstatic like bubbly like just crazy bubbly happy yeah because the other person would be bam in your face it'd be like too much i get oh yeah back off <laughs> you know i have my moments of too much i do the ecstatic thing i get all excited i do have a few colleagues in my life that are that i won't say their name but they're that bubbly i can't handle a minute it's a it's, lot of energy. And for anybody who has any kind of introverted uh, nature, yeah. I feel like that kind of high energy zaps other people. But if you can it, maintain calm and, and content and a peaceful happy, which is hard, that can rub off on other people. Introverted, extroverted. Extroverted. Oh my God. Do you, you, know think, you, don't, you don't think you're a closet introvert? No. Mm -mm. Okay. So I total extrovert. I can't go more than 48 hours without people or I get depressed. So this is a tricky one. Okay. Share or give. Share. All right. Inspire or motivate. Inspire. Okay. Believe or uh, I had it on my train of thought. Now I lost it. Uh, okay. We'll skip that one because 
I can't remember where I was going with that one. I had you because you had me going down a rabbit hole. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You got, the, you got the word thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> coffee or water? We know the answer. You don't coffee. have to answer that one. <laughs> water and coffee. Coffee. Oh, scientists out there. Coffee or flavored water coffee? It's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, I was tricking her up. Wait a minute. What? It's water with coffee flavor. It's the same thing. Yes. Yeah, it's coffee. And right. by the way, when I mentioned the uh, coffee, Coke, or vanilla, that's really a thing. Coffee, Coke, or vanilla? It's really a thing. Interesting. Interesting. So you should go look on my timeline. Coca-Cola. I'm not giving big kudos to them or anything, but they just made a new product. I saw it last week, Amanda. I literally did this. I was literally on a Zoom call with a colleague, and I was like, they said something. I was like, oh my God, I get, I'm really tired of people in big companies changing their brands and changing the flavors and changing things that work. Right. And Coke goes out and creates this Coca-Cola with coffee and vanilla. Oh. Okay. It is in like a double tall Red Bull can. Okay. And they make three flavors, apparently uh, vanilla, uh, dark blend, and caramel. Well, we got the dark blend and the uh, vanilla. Okay. Uh, vanilla, coffee, Coca Cola. Yes, please. Really? It's like, it's like carbonated coffee. I'm not a big carbonated fan. Sorry, my kids bleeding or crying beside me, but I'm not a big. Um, carbonation fan so okay. i like so it'll be coffee with you yeah i like ibc root beer but i don't do cokes very often well if I it's my pretty good head. it's not bad if you ever get a chance to try it try it out okay and i'm sorry your child is crying say hi to mark say hi to mark and a whole bunch of people now you're hello hello thousands of people are watching you thousands of people are watching Holding you. your nose hello what's going on over there you don't know she don't know what's going on inside of my nose and i'm pretty sure she pierced it the dog pierced her nose dog pierced her nose it probably just really hurts i know how that feels well that's see this is the end of the show yeah yeah you see you look fine look at how pretty she looks i know she's so pretty look at okay you're not bleeding yeah it just hurts yeah yeah we've all done that give Daisy some love because she probably feels bad Go love on the dog. Yeah. Now my wife just recently got pierced by our dog. It was not intentional. Her hand got in the way when they were playing with the toy and it, she kind of got pierced. By two, by got a, she got a puppy for Christmas. And oh boy. We're What'd still starting. What puppy did she get? She is uh, a Bichon poo. So half Bichon. Yeah. And then half toy poodle. So they'll get what? Uh, 12 pounds, 10 pounds. Like both her parents are eight pounds. So oh, okay. She's a smaller one. Yeah. I mean, I've seen yeah. them kind of a little bit bigger and a little bit. It's kind of like beagles sometimes. I've seen them 45 pounds. A beagle? What? I know. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to find a good trainer who will help me because I'd like to get her trained as a service dog and help me like pick up things off. Oh, of yeah. Or go, awesome. um, yeah, go alert somebody like if I need help, be able to go get someone, you know, like, yeah. Timmy fell in the well. We've always had um, small dogs. So we've got some Belgians. So having dogs that are over the 50 pound mark. Oh, it's, it's too big. I don't know. Oh, it's, it's not too big. It's just, uh, Luna, Luna is 50, almost 60 pounds. And I think she thinks she's eight pounds. <laughs> Let me crawl up in your lap and love. Oh, my Lanta. When she does that, it's like, really, really? I, I'm, 
she, she, she said she's taller than me. It's like, really? Oh, sweet puppy. Oh. I just wanted to laugh yeah. at somebody I can yeah. love. And I don't know what our dogs have done. Your dogs will probably do weird things too. But my dog, Raven, uh, she likes to put her head between my armpits and her button air. Like the opposite of trying to me to love on her. She wants me to love on the back end instead of the front end while she goes down that way. And I'm like, I, what is what is this? What, what did I do wrong? Mark, we all have needs, you know? No judgment. <laughs> no judgment. Scratch your bum. She wants you to scratch it, you scratch it. Yeah, my wife, she thought that was the weirdest thing. And then all of a sudden, when I don't do it, she goes over to her and she'll go into the chair with her and she'll go straight down in between yeah. her. And she's like, see what you did? See what you've done? Aww. And I'm like, what did I do? She goes, I, I, I don't want to smell the butt. And I'm like, I'm sorry. She's, she, it's, 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 it's a respect to her. It's trust and loyal. Yeah. You know? And she's like, a lot of horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead, scratch. <laughs> Yeah, just go ahead get it over with yeah <laughs> well amanda it's been an honor and an, an appreciation to have you on for an hour and uh to get a little bit more known about you um i know you're still um working through camp craig allen and uh you, you guys can go visit campcraigallen.org yeah. but um i'm actually a um consultant now i've kind of transitioned and i am helping some other nonprofits as well awesome with, uh, building their foundation and organizational management type stuff. So that's been, it's been a thrill for me. Now, is this something you just started this last year or? Okay. Yes, absolutely. COVID changed, kind of changed the game for a lot of our nonprofits. So you guys that can give, don't forget about your community. I know these are right. uncertain times, but um, the people who are giving to our children and to people in need, yeah. those continue no matter what the economy is doing. So just, just kind of keep that in mind. But yeah, I just, uh, somebody, a friend of mine approached me to help them out with uh, some stuff in the fall. And I thought, okay, this, you know, I can do this. I, I'm for some reason found myself home being a homeschool teacher, which I never really <laughs> thought would happen since Avonlea is schooling from home currently. But, uh, I do have a little bit more time and I've been able to help other nonprofits as well. It's just Camp Craig Allen. And that's been, it's been such a blessing. And I love, yeah. I love people's passion. You know, the people who start nonprofits and are in it at the ground level are just so they're my people. They're my bread and butter. You know, they're passionate. That is so awesome. They're loving and being able to witness that and just be a sounding board for them and help them uh, to be able to grow is, such an honor it's just it's such an honor well so i want the truth be told okay i thought of the word inspiration today because what i try to do or what i've been trying to do is that when i want to have a guest on is i try to think of the word that 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 i think of that person from oh. or, or or of and inspiration was it because there's one thing that people don't know about you and that is you are a light. And every single time you'd walk into a room and there were times when you were late for the show and I'd just be sitting there just arguing with Don and I'd be like, oh my God, this lady can't get her stuff together and get here early and blah, blah, blah. That's true though. And, I can't get my and, shit together. And then she would get there and she's like, oh, then I would hear this like 30 second drama. We're live on the air. <laughs> she's like, oh, oh, hello, hello. You know, 
but you would change it. it listen, people could be miss, pissed off at you and yelling at you. You'd be just like, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. And I'm sorry, you know, um, and sometimes that makes the other person go, okay, what well, just happened? Okay, well, I'm just going to walk away. And you're like, great, congratulations. You did a good thing. Keep going. <laughs> so, and Don would tell you um, that my superpower is I could tell you that you're a piece of shit and make you feel good about it. Yeah, you just, you just, you're you just not, kind of twist it in there. You know, things happen. Things happen. You know, I, yeah, well, we're moving on. There are, it's interesting that, you know, I've had certain people that I've left out of my life on purpose. And I know for a fact later on, they've inquired how that got there. How'd you do it? What you're doing? Everything else like that. And I'm just like, I ain't got time for your drama. I ain't got time for your problems. Yeah. I didn't have time for it then. I don't have time for it now. This is me. You don't like me. And I've lost a lot of friends over it. And, and I'm okay with that. I was, I was only, I was not okay with the distrust and the disrespect towards it sure. because I didn't go do it. Yeah. It might've been a personal thing between me and another person. And, and I've lost some veteran friends over certain things that's happened over some nonprofits too. It wasn't my fault. I was just in the situation, but I didn't do it and I didn't leave because of it. I chose not to be a part of the drama. You know, and that, and that's important. You're a piece and who you surround yourself with is so important. Absolutely. And I also try to tell people, gosh, don't, don't judge a book by its cover. You don't know their story. It takes a lifetime to know somebody's story. We, you know, I mean, you, you don't know, you don't know what they're going through. So, I mean, giving, giving grace and then making the right choices to make, to keep your peace is essential. Oh my God. You and I could just talk all day long. I learned something <laughs> not too long ago. Did you want uh, this to be two hours? Cause I'm here. Know, like, maybe three. Can I have you on again? You know, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to have you on again. Oh, you're going to, you're going to come on again. Yeah. I'm going to have you in the future. Oh, I, I used to hate the word networking. Like <laughs> I could shoot you. I could just maul you down because you said a bad word. Right. And then one day, one day, one day I needed something over there. It wasn't, it was within my, I could grab it. I could just, I could so close, but I needed a network to get to it. And then I realized, so that's what networking is all about. Relationships. Wow. Did I miss the boat on that one? I think you could change the word, you know, yeah. the whole yeah. point of networking. Some people show up just to get their face seen and their business name out there and then they leave. But yep. if I'm going to walk into a room full of people, it's like candy land. You know, I just, I, I want, I, I form relationships pretty easily and I want to foster those relationships. Even if it means I don't see somebody for a year or talk to them and all my best friends know this, we can go months without talking to each other, but there's, no, the day where you left off. there's no expectations and there's no pressure. Yeah. Right. I love you. And I think you're just building relationships. I mean, that that's the best part about living in Frisco anyway, the community that we're in. My tribe is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. It is the uh, best. And thing. I believe that because there are there are relationships and friendships that I have. And you know how it's kind of like a game of chess, right? When you ever see a movie 
and you see a game of chess and there's two people from distant parts and every once in a while they get together, they come and they move a couple of pieces. It's just their long friendship game, right? Yeah. I have that in conversations with people. In fact, I don't know that I ever looked at it that way until I moved up north and I started having these conversations. And then the first time it happened to me, Amanda, I put the person on mute looking at my wife and she's like, what's wrong? And she goes, this been seven days in between these phone calls. And I think they just thought we talked five minutes ago. I don't remember half of what this woman's saying on this phone. And she is talking to me like, and then my best friend did the same damn thing. And I was like, is that a thing? Is it, is it like, like I haven't talked to you in a year and I'm going to pick up the phone one day and we're just going to take off where, Oh yeah. I remember you were telling me blah, blah, blah. I, I remember my stuff. I can't remember all your life. You know, I don't and I say this to people all the time. I'm like, I never remember who I tell what. Oh. A lot of times I will start in on a story with one of my friends yeah. and they're like, I already know about that. I'm like, cool. Yeah. So we skip ahead, but I I don't have the best memory. So <laughs> I do when it comes to meeting people or colors or 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 conversations that are around something that's important, something that inspired me or something that I I, I love or have a passion for. Um, I will remember that before everything else. If I, I rem it's, it's kind of like I was telling you, I was asking you introvert or extrovert. I'm an introvert most of the time, but I, I become an extrovert. If you get me to a place, I'm an introvert. Once I get inside and the first person or the second person says hi to me, I'm an extrovert. But you know, I can't, I can't just go out there and go, hi, I'm Mark. Hello. I'm standing in the doorway. Okay, so I think it depends on your definition of introvert and extrovert. True. It's whether you're a people person or not is not what I consider introverted or extrovert. To me, it's where you get your energy from. Okay. Do you, do you fuel up by being around others or do you fuel up by being alone and by yourself and then you can go out and Both. give to others? Both. I, we're all a little combination of both. Most, yeah. of my best, most of my closest friends are introverted. And I, I mean, I've got it in me, but I just... I would rather be on a one-on-one -on -one date, restaurant, coffee, whatever, wherever I am. I don't really care where I am, but rather than being in a crowd of people. My wife always asks me sometimes about projects that I work on and, and projects can be anything from a design, something to an idea, to a project of building something. When it becomes something that I'm physically going to put my emotions in, a physical product, more or less. I will analyze and go analytical on it to the, to no end. I mean, to no end that I get stressed out and frustrated because I can't figure out all the answers, right? right. Or there's just so much, but I can't do it without it. Yeah, I can't. But there's other things that, um, like if I'm helping a fundraiser or if I'm trying to get a group of people together, I don't need to write any of that stuff down. Hey, let's just go. It's just be yeah. on the limb, right? Let's just get there. Yeah. You know, we'll figure it out when we get there. And right just jump in just Definitely go and we can analyze as we go right stop overthinking it you know you have all the piece the puzzle pieces true, true. you've got to have the people that will slow down and well let's think about this and you have to have the doers the people that will drive forward and they have to be able to work together that's the key to any success right? my life is like a very large puzzle that never gets put together it's just infinity it, every day the pieces change and the piece you just put in there yesterday I just changed the other end. I just feel like I'm making, I'm going to make as they come. I just give a box with all the pieces. Like, here's the picture 
figure out how to create it. So like I know. And wouldn't you love it to be you're the treasure at the end? So your pieces never get put together. And after you're gone, people are still trying to put the pieces together because they're exploring to figure out what made you tick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all about the journey. So what you do is you go grab some treasure, put it underground and put a story out there. Yeah. The legend of Amanda Hall. Oh gosh. <laughs> the treasure of Amanda. Or, I mean, that one time in band camp oh, God. conversation. D yeah. We're gonna I heard from Amanda. She said there was all these jewels and all these, this treasure. Uh, what if we were treasure hunting? We could just go look. So fun. I don't know that I'm clever enough to come up with a treasure, a treasure. I, I, I mean, either. And I, I've never been a one to uh, put a, uh, what do you, I forget what you call it. There's a name where you put all your belongings when you're like 10 years old and you put them under the ground and you go back and look when you're 50. Yeah. 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 Like a time capsule. Time capsule. That's it. Yeah. I've never, I've, mm -mm. I love that when people do it, but I've never imagined to think about doing that. I love antiques and things that are passed down. So I love the stories that come behind some of those. Yes. Yeah. Well, Amanda, I know we could talk hours and hours. It's been an honor and a pleasure. I'm glad. Again, I'm going to have you on because our conversation is probably going to go for another hour. <laughs> probably. Please. Because do. you're so easy to talk to because you are human. You're real. You're beautiful. You're vibracious. And, um, and you like to come out with being bold. And I think that's what inspires some people. Um, but I think it inspired me. And I think what inspired me for the most part because I don't think that I've actually sat back and thought about it. It's just because it's who you are. You, you just inspire me in general. And it's not about your disability. It's not about because you sometimes feel like you have a clouded brain and that your, your brain can't remember some of the things. It's nothing about that. It's just who you are. And that's just a natural element. But I'm so glad that you have spent an hour with me and come on and, uh, and spend a little bit of time of positive vibes with people that are watching this, because I always feel like, Life is, is always going to be a detrimental if you're thinking negativity every day. But if you just live the life, breathe a little bit, take a little deep breath, enjoy the sunshine around you sometimes and inspire. If I could give you a tip that would just inspire somebody every day in your life, yeah. even if it's your child, even yeah. if it's the man that comes and cleans the windows, even if it's the man that helps you get out of the car, it doesn't matter. Just right. inspire someone. And I guarantee you there's a reward at the end of that rainbow every single time. And it may just be passion and love in your heart, but it's because you did something good and you changed somebody's life. And to me, sometimes that means everything in the world. So with that, Amanda, thanks so much for coming on Live Life. I appreciate you. Love you. Thank you, Mark. I love you too. And to the rest of you, I, your keyword today was inspiration, inspire. Go out there and motivate, change somebody, be that person's inspiration. Because I promise you, it's like adding water to a bucket. It'll just keep on flowing and it'll overflow and go to the next bucket and keep on going. Because if you can inspire somebody that can inspire somebody, it never stops. Remember always live life. Don't let life live you because it's only an option to live, not an option to end. With that, everybody have a great week. I'm going to see you next week because we got another great guest. This is Live Life Podcast. Bye.